It's 8 after 11 o'clock. Welcome to the third and final hour of the show. And of course, uh, it's a Tuesday. Every Tuesday at this hour, we focus on our municipal watcher feature. And today we're speaking to the Deputy Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, Tembi Simelani Ngadimeng. It's really just to take a broader look at what we are seeing in our municipalities across the country and, you know, ask where is the National Department in all of this and what are their interventions, again, uh, to try and prevent the situations in municipalities from worsening? Of course, I'll also take your calls as part of this uh, conversation throughout the hour. Firstly, let me welcome uh, Minister Simelan Ngadiming on the line. Uh, Minister, good morning to you. Thank you for your time today. Good morning, Katie, and good morning to our listeners as well. So, you know... We have been doing the slot probably for the last year and a half, I think. It should be around a year and a half. And during that period, the sense that one gets from the callers that we have from the municipalities that we have looked at is that local government is in a state of crisis. And there often doesn't seem to be a clear sense that the national department is taking the leadership and really trying to ensure that there are interventions that can flow through, even through the provincial uh, departments of of COCTA, to ensure that municipalities improve the state that, that they are in. Perhaps an opportunity for you to talk about you know, where the the department has been while local government has been in the state of decline? Well, thank you, Katie. I think firstly I must appreciate the opportunity and, and, and encourage and possibly commit myself into the partnership with you guys and avail ourselves uh, continuously to your programs to come and uh, deal with issues that face municipalities, that face the department, but that face the state of service delivery across our 257 municipalities. Yes, Kate, I must uh, uh, admit to you, we are not looking as good as one would want, um, as what the aspirations of our constitution when the sphere of local government was formed and articulated there is, is, is is ideally looking and, and, and what we would have wanted to see. We're sitting currently um, with an assessment of around 163 municipalities which are under financial distress. And, and, you, and you and your listeners know very well that we've got 257 municipalities. Now, there's quite a number of issues which the department is grappling with uh, together with municipalities. But we may also have to understand that the, 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 the powers and responsibilities at municipalities to receive their budget, appropriate them correctly with their communities and implement. The powers we have, yes, is to support municipalities, but also in the instance where support is not for bearing the fruits we would want to see, we then could together with the MEC can put a municipality under intervention or administration, as we usually call it as members of the community. And that is Section 139. And currently we're sitting with around 80 municipalities in the country which are under uh, some form of administration, under 
Section 139. The, the apparatus which were operating under legally as, as COCTA and uh, either provincial or national, we've also gone into parliament. You know that president has signed uh, 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 the local government amendment bill last year in November, and we're also bringing up for the municipal demarcation board bill to look into how the municipalities have been grouped with regard to ensuring that there's economic development, but also looking into issues of the professionalization of the sector and also the competence, which is currently what the bill is top of the table. We've also looked into consequence management framework in case where municipalities are deliberately not uh, following the prescripts of the law together with the team that the department has formed with National Treasury and Auditor General. We have assisted with the amendment of the Public Audit Act to give more powers to the Auditor General to punish us uh, in case we we are not uh, uh, living up to it. But, Katie, you may want to recall an interview I had with you sometime last year as a president of South Garden that ideally as a country we thought that we will be would have matured enough to call a council in its establishment something that functions like a board. By legislation, you are only supposed to have four council meetings in a year, which means in the four in a twelve month uh, calendar. But it has we have realized that the system was more optimistic than the realities on the ground. That you need such activities to be happening on a month to month basis. Even municipalities which have got clean audits are unable to sit only four times a year. Why? We're dealing with issues of uh, disasters. The climate is disastrous than it has been previously. Uh, I mean, 20 years ago, we're dealing with issues of uh, 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 skills which are difficult to comprehend because of the grading system at local government. The smaller you are, the poorer you are, the less you receive. Then we're dealing with a problematic cancer which at least we could be able to solve quickly is corruption, maladministration, uh, which is what makes the system of deliver at local government uh, worse. But I think there are positive signs where municipalities are beginning to grapple with the issues and are responding to the training, either from the National School of Government, from COCTA itself, from SALGA, from the Auditor General. Everybody is bringing hands into local government to make the system functional. Mm. I want to look at what the Auditor General Tsakani Maluleke found when it came to the five-year review of the last local government Ten. term. Yes, yeah. so looking at you know 2016 to last day effectively before the local government elections. And one of the things that she had raised was that there was a lack of any significant improvement within that five-year period. So you have, number one, cases where you have entire provinces like the Free State and the Northwest that haven't had, uh, you know, clean, haven't achieved clean audit outcomes in their municipalities over 
you know, a period of time, you know, two years at least, respectively, both provinces not receiving clean orders. And, and we've watched the decline, right, because it moves from uh, this this municipality is, is dysfunctional, it's financially distressed, before you know it, it's under administration. And as all of this builds... Um, it's allowed to get to a point where now an entire province can have cannot have a single clean audit for municipalities. And the question again goes back to where does the department intervene in cases like that? Because we're all watching the decline together. Well, Kathy, we're not watching the decline. Mm-hmm. Um, we we. We are mandated by the Constitution through Section 154 to move to municipalities informed by their reports, which comes to us on a quarterly basis. So, and they are called Section 52, the report, which goes to uh, COCTAS at the provincial level, subsequently to the national level. On another hand, municipalities are mandated to produce the reports on a month-to-month basis on their spending on their outcomes, on their deliverables to National Treasury to ensure that we oversee. We have an early warning system, which is why we're able to categorize municipalities and send teams. In some instances, we send teams where you deploy skill, which is coming from national level. I mean, I was in the assessment of Mangaung in the past week. You may be knowing, you might have heard the challenges there. But how do you intervene? It is dependent from one municipality to the other. The province could deploy the skill. Sometimes you need a skill that needs to be multiplied. Sometimes the skill is not there in the municipality. It needs to be brought out from the municipality to assist. We currently are having nine teams which are servicing, for example, in, in, in KZN, the eight of such municipalities uh, 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 under administration, uh, the same as in the free uh, uh, state and northwest, but you can't be everywhere at at any given time. So we use that early monitoring system to identify municipalities. But I must also admit, Kate, there are instances where we have sent such teams and municipalities don't cooperate. When I'm saying municipalities, it's it, a municipality is a big structure. In most instances, council and its councillors do not cooperate. And as a department, we then came with the measure mandating under such municipalities that each and every council will have to sign one, the financial remedial plan that would have discovered what are the areas and the the AG must oversee that. Generally, the plan previously used to be sent to the mayor and the MM only. And the other one will say, no, I didn't see it. And you ask other councillors, they say, no, we haven't heard about it. Now we're sending it to all councillors. If you are a councillor in municipality A that has been categorized to be having the following problem, you need to sign that you have received that so that the AG can personally personally hold you accountable. And that is a step where we're moving to be uh, implementing the Public Audit Plan Amendment Act, rather, as I had said which is linked now to our financial recovery plan overseen by National Treasury. You will recall, for example, in the previous uh, camps, when a municipality ran out of funds, they will write a request to COCTA and say, can you please give us our ration before the time it's supposed to be allocated? Have you read the story why they are buying in pick and pay this time around in Amasat? 
is because yes. we said you did not follow the plan, you did not stick to what we told you to do, your allocation is in June and you will only receive it in June. We are beginning to shape and live by what the legislation is mandating us as Cocktail National Treasury to do. You know very well there will be, have been many municipalities before uh, who will not account for their funds appropriately, and the AG will say, yes, ministry, I have not received this, I have not received that, but you will still meet with them and they will promise you will do it. Well, no, no, I'm doing that. So they must know the allocation as per law, it comes four times a year. And we will not move the target. So if it means from January to June they have got nothing, they have been given a plan on how much to spend. If you must spend 10 rand in January, you have 50 rand for five months. Why are you spending 50 rand in month one? Where are you going to get the 40 rand from? So it, it, we are turning the tide. And we are not saying it will be easy. There's 257 of them, Katie. But we have to start somewhere. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to see signs, angry and unhappy as we might all be. The unions are saying, don't punish us. We need our salaries. But I did not distribute 50 rand instead of 10 rand in month one. They have got officials who signed for it, who did all that and were bringing consequence management today. But at the end of it all, we have got to, and that is why I say local government is everybody's business that I will need business in those areas. I will need all the stakeholders to come carry the responsibility with me. They've got to understand that when I keep the money, the pothole may not be closed there, but when I bring the money in June, I'm bringing it with a different team to be able to deal with service delivery. So there will also be an impact negatively on the communities, but it doesn't help to keep on pumping money and it goes to a cycle of not to be used appropriately. All right. Then we're we're, going, to, we're going to continue the conversation in a moment. Uh, Minister Tembi Simelani Ngadimeng, and of course, I'll also take your calls shortly. Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on the talking point for our Municipal Watch feature today. We're in conversation with Tembis Melani Ngadimeng. She's the Deputy Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs. We're taking a more broader look at the state of municipalities in the country. And uh, unfortunately, things are not looking good uh, for our municipalities. And there's been very little progress when it comes to the state of municipalities, uh, especially when you look at what some of the big challenges that the face are and mostly it will be around financial strain, uh, low debt recovery and an, an inability to pay um, their creditors and many of them of course operating at deficits. I mean the issue of municipalities uh, you know, passing unfunded budgets is one of the biggest problems that we face at a local government uh, level and yet we continue to see it happen. So Ms. Ngadiming I wanted to focus on what you had said a little earlier, that uh, often you will go to municipalities and yet you will still struggle when it comes to the interventions that you as COCTA would want to see them implement. Is the suggestion there that effectively municipalities are a law unto themselves, that where municipalities are not getting things right, they don't even create room for an, a, a department like Cocta to come in and help them remedy 
the problems that, that they are facing? Well, Kate, the problem is not that widespread. In fact, the problem we have uh, in the assessment that we come across is dysfunctional cancer, where councils are unable to sit amongst themselves. I mean, let's take an example in the previous time where everybody might be able to recall Nelson Mandela Bay. The problem there is not whether Cocta is there or not. It was the councillors themselves who couldn't sit. And that's the the general pattern, the city of Johannesburg, the city of Tuane, even going to court. And that's what derails implementation in terms of functionality. But yes, you are able to cross in some few instances that chapter where possibly you bring an administrator and then there's still stalling of issues because of instability particularly in council. Remember, council is the highest decision-making body in a municipal setup. So even though, as COCTA, you would want to intervene, either at the provincial level or national level, you need council as a body to come receive a KT who has now been deployed or delegated to come and assist on behalf of provincial government or national government in municipality A. So even if you had sent such a person in Nelson Mandela Bay, when they can't sit, then the program and the plan that is designed by the department can't be, uh, mm. uh, 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 you know, implemented. And that's where the problem is. And you call it political instability. In some instances, it comes as a form of a coalition where it's different parties in some other instances. It's the same party but tearing one another apart and council not sitting or forming a quorum. In council, if you can't implement, if you can't uh, adopt a budget, everything you can't do, for example. So there are those instances, yes. But as I'm saying, we've come with a mechanism which seems to be working. The first letter, which was sent by National Treasurer, came out jointly with our minister on the 10th of October, preparing municipal managers for the next council, which would have started on the 5th of October after the announcement, I mean 5th of November, after the announcement of the elections, and we're ob- observing all those, and we specifically focused mainly on municipalities which were carrying over the sins of the past, as you may call them, because they were still under administration, and will continue to know to be under administration. And we're observing yeah. the trend is coming a bit uh, less of that, but we can't, as a municip- as a as a, a department, force council to sit. We can be there if council gets out of hand, there's nothing we can do. We'll have the plan, we'll have the people, we'll have additional funds in some instances to help them, but council will not be able to meet its own obligation mm. as council. And all the levers we are coming up with will then not be able to be implemented. Yeah. I, I want to look at the example that you've given because the those that you've highlighted, so Nelson Mandela Bay, uh, Johannesburg, Tswane, all of those would be falling under coalition governments. Uh, if we go to provinces such as the Northwest and the Free State, where we haven't seen um, you know, a, a, a dominance of coalition politics effectively, that then g- gives somewhat of... Um, a better case study for what the problems actually are because councils having issues out of coalition politics uh, seems to be expected, whereas there are provinces where there has been uh, limited coalition politics in as far as the constitution of councils, and yet they're still facing these high levels of dysfunction. Well, uh it comes in various forms. 
there are councils where, yes, there could be party led by one party in majority, but disrupted by business. They want to roll out the project, and when they get into the ground, there's a groups uh, which will be calling them themselves, and all those, and nothing happens. Yeah, so the dysfunctionality does not only come at the constitution of the city. It, it, it's in various forms. When we are saying why well, fear that is closer to the people, it, 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 it's, it's very, very close to the people. It's at the heartbeat and the core of each and every. In, in one municipality, we had the provincial government now, in one of the identified municipalities, putting in more money. We had a group of people who were saying, get out of the road, we are the ones who are going to do it. It was advertised, it was tender. A person was appointed, it's advertised by law. What is the problem? No, 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 we're also sitting here under a tree, we want to do this road. So that is another form of disruption. You still find mostly if you look and observe in the Free State, in Northwest, in Guazulu Natal, with some few elements of such types of things happening in, 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 in the city of Tuan and the city of Johannesburg. So it is not only dysfunctionality that comes at the composition of what it is. Yes, there are those uh, uh, minimal challenges, but it's very easy. For example, the city of Tuan. Yes, it was a coalition, but they were able to go to court and the court was able to instruct each and every councillor, which is what we have done in this term, to say you will sit by force because you are a councillor and you've signed an oath to serve. And one of your oversight is to be in the council meetings on a monthly basis. Right. Sign here. If you don't attend, these are the consequences of what will happen. Right. We have approved the code of conduct which the president has signed and it, it has been distributed and they have been trained all councillors by Salga on the new code of conduct. So the measures have been lifted. We're going to continue the conversation with um, the Deputy Minister of COCTA, Ms. Tembi Simelani Ngadimeng. I'll be taking your calls after the latest 10.30 news headlines. You can dial us in on 011-714-2006 on the WhatsApp line 0614-104-107. And on Twitter, it's at SFM Radio, the hashtag SAFM Talking Point. Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, let me go straight then to the phone lines. And, of course, uh, I'll be taking more of your calls to the Deputy Minister of COCTA as we continue the conversation this morning. In Esteras, let me say hello to Rinki. Rinki, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. Yes. Uh, Kathy, um... Excited to hear that you're speaking to somebody from the local uh, government. We're having a problem with regard to the issuing of, of health certificates by the local authority. Mm-hmm. And with this, they always combine with rezoning. So before they issue any health certificate, they would like to find out and they would like to have the place rezoned, especially if it was a building that was donated or a building that was previously used by the government. And with this, it means that as a small business, we are not able to progress and uh, we are held tight by the non-issue of the health certificate. Is it possible for the MEC to give us an indication of what the local authority is going to do about this? Mm. All right. Ms. Nkadime? Uh, thank you, Katie. Uh, we, we did not discuss the protocol. Thank you as to whether you take more questions than I respond, but I'm happy to respond. 
And I think, uh, Kate, this is covered on the bylaws of each and every city. And Esteras, as far as I know, I think it's in, in Tuani. Uh, what I could try to offer as a form of assistance is because it's about the municipality speeding up the process of the application. So there could be something that is a, a, a problem. Please take the numbers of the caller, uh, if she doesn't mind, and uh, interact with my office. We'll take her by the hand to the city of Tuane and get her assisted. But procedurally, municipalities are by law granted authority to preside over the land that they should rezone, either for business, for residential, uh, 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 for any other recreational use and whatever. And this is a process as you apply to build a house that you should uh, uh, apply for. There are inspectors, if it's a health or a residential issue, they need to meet some certain requirements and it gets approved. I sense that the caller has put the, the application process and it is getting long and not possibly explained properly why. The intervention we could is to check the process of the municipality while assisting uh, the caller to make sure that we, we harmonize the relationship between the caller and the municipality, but also make sure that nobody else in that municipality struggles with the process right. in future. All right. Thanks for that. Uh, Ringi, I hope that that will help you out a bit. I, I hope it will, because this, this has uh, been coming on a very long time. We at some stage when... Uh, the mayor of 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 Swane was here, Solim Simango. He allocated one of the officials from his office to assist with this process. But uh, this lady, unfortunately, was very uncooperative because at the end she did not take my calls. She did not answer my emails. So, so how long have you been trying to get this uh, approved, Rinki? This has been coming since 2010. 2010. Wow. Yes. Okay. That is unbelievable. It's so unbelievable. We'll try, Katie, to, okay. to assist. All right. All right, um, Rinki. Thank give me Rinki's number when we are done. Sure. I will get it from you. That's fine. We can do that. Th- thanks for calling in, Rinki, and, and for uh, for raising that issue with us. Mustafa, you're calling us from East London. Good morning. Yes, good morning, Miss uh, Katie, and good morning to the Deputy uh, Minister, Kovja, mm. Miss Melani, yes. Uh, this Katie is not the first time I'm calling the show. I think I'm, I must appreciate uh, station management for changes for giving us a platform for the citizens of the country to express our views and opinions upon the issues that are uh, affecting us as a certain citizen. It's Katie, I'm a visual impairment person. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm in East London under Buffalo City Metro Municipality under Mr. Kola Pagade. Then the question that I have for the deputy minister is that as we are paying bills, municipality bills, on a monthly basis, it's almost a week we don't have water. The, the mayor is aware of the, of, the, of, the, of the crisis, the premier is aware of the, the crisis, the minister of the Queen is aware of the crisis. Can she make a follow-up on, on, on behalf of us as the PCM, the Metro Metro citizens? about this water crisis, because it turned out that there are internal affairs between the, the, the workers and the government in the province. So we are suffering, for the water has been uh, cut off water supply. There is no, it's not like there's a problem that has been fixed, but it's the workers that are demanding uh, that they are needs, that they are, they are needs. 
in the mm-hmm. government. But us as citizens who are affected with this service, imagine we're in the pandemic and the, the water is our livelihood, it's a basic need. How can we survive without water? And, and Mustafa, so as far as you understand, the reason, you know, the water supply has been disrupted is because there is a standoff of sorts, uh, I'm assuming over salaries between workers and the municipality. Yes, it's true, Ms. Katie, but now why we are not getting the supply as the community okay. of the Eastern kids? Because we are too, we are too, we do pay uh, the, 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 the municipality uh, bill every month, every month. I can email the Prime Minister that the statement that have been paying the municipality. Okay. All right, Mustafa. Can, 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 she, can, she, can she give us with her? Yes. I'm going to give her a chance to respond now, Mustafa. Uh, Ms. Uh, Smelani, you can go for it. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Mustafa, for the call. Um, Kathy, it's wrong. I don't think it's acceptable. We will investigate the issue as the department. Um, nobody has a right even though you are fighting for your right in one way or the other to infringe the right of the other. Water is life and we are all compelled as government to provide services to our people, even if it's not water. I can't say because I'm a waste collector, I'm supposed to collect your waste every way, every day or as per schedule, and because I'm angry for whatever reason, I am not going to, to, to do that function and put you at an inconvenience fight for my right, but infringe on the right of others. I think we carry the responsibility to respect all that. You know, Katie, uh, coincidentally, I'm speaking to you on the side lines. I'm attending the IMADU, which is uh, one of the unions uh, in the local government uh, uh, sector. It's a conference where councillors, I mean, where it, uh, workers who are, subscribing and members of IMATU are attending this conference. And one of our key deliverables as the department to both the unions is, can we work to save our people? Because one, we're still privileged to have employment in South Africa under such harsh, difficult economic conditions. But can we earn our salaries by servicing them better? We may not be comfortable with what we are getting, we may not be happy, but there are labor relations processes which we need to follow to ensure that we unlock any impasse that is between the employer and the employee. But I'll also uh, 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 inform Salga in that province because they are responsible for relationships between the employee and the employee. In this instance, a union, which I assume it is an impasse in one way or the other. But also I will ensure that the mayor is on top of the issue and deal with the water provision to our communities right. and ensure that Mustafa doesn't suffer continuously. All right. Uh, so we'll then uh, leave that issue for you to try and get an update on. So, uh, <laughs> Minister, of course, there, there are lots of uh, commitments that, that you're making, and I'm hoping that we're going to be able to get some feedback from you on these issues, because that's what our listeners are going to expect of us. They're going to expect that uh, there is a thorough follow-up on these matters. Uh, I'm going yeah. to take more of your calls. I see lots of people uh, dialing in now to have an, uh, an opportunity to raise uh, various issues with the uh, COCTA Deputy Minister Tembi Simbalane Ngadime. Kathy Motlatana on SAFM.
The public is urged to vote in the first ever annual Durban Tourism Business Awards aimed at rewarding excellence and innovation in the sector from the 11th to the 18th of March. Public voting is only open for the service excellence category, which encompasses six subcategories that are customarily experienced by tourists. The awards that are open for public vote are the Rickshaw Pullers, tour operators, accommodation, visitor experiences, tourist guides, meeting, exhibitions and special venues. Durban, business on the move. Hashtag Human Rights Month 2022. So we are continuing with our Municipal Watch feature. I'm looking at the number of calls that we have. So maybe what we'll do, let's, we'll try and group the calls, uh, take maybe three at a time so that we're able to cover uh, a bit more ground. Let me go to uh, Gwena in Sesheho. Good morning, Gwena. Morning, Teddy. Morning, Deputy Minister. Good morning, Gwena. Uh, yes, uh, I'm calling from Sesheho. I'm a 65-year-old man, and in 2009, I applied for a house. So in 2016, when I checked, I was number 669. And the people in the offices, the, 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 the mayor, the, I mean, the, the deputy mayor there, I'm sure she's familiar with the place because she, she was once in charge here. They told me, no, you, you don't have to come yet more. We'll inform you telephonically if there's anything to to, to do. Mm. Now, last Tuesday, last week Tuesday, I went person When I, I couldn't find uh, uh, any telephone, telephonical uh, co- uh, correspondence, last, last week Tuesday, I went to the offices, and they told me, that uh, I'm still on the waiting list. Then I told, I asked them, why, what number am I now? They said, no, we don't use that system anymore. It's scrapped. So <clears throat> I'm, I'm in the dark now. Mm. I, I, when I inquired further, <clears throat> I was told no, that those people who applied up around those times have now fallen off the list. You see? He said, uh, they, they said to me, the, the, that system came in with the, 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 the new administration, which, uh, which falls under the, the, the deputy minister now. She was the, the executive mayor here. So they took my, my, uh, my telephone number and uh, inquired somewhere. They, they just sent it somewhere, and then uh, the message came to me. I don't know even where that message is. Uh, is, uh, is, is, has come from. Now I'm I'm very worried because uh, we young people are, are, are getting houses mm. who, who applied later than us, but we are kept in the dark. As I'm speaking now, I'm I'm, I'm staying in a in an informal settlement because I I I, I have nowhere to stay. Mm. So if the 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 deputy minister can just tell me. If I'm to apply again, because those people they cannot uh, make heads or tailors as to apply again or what? Oh, you see? yeah. So the other thing, yeah, yeah, let me put this one first. If uh, just a question, uh, Deputy Minister, it's a 
if you can please just find out about the, those little buses, because uh, we see them running around here empty. We don't know if they are making money or what, because they, I don't know whether they, what they are running on. Is it petrol or diesel or whatever? And there's tea and where people are getting paid, but they seem not to be to be function, to be uh, profitable. Thank you. All right. All right, Ntatukwena, thanks for raising uh, those issues that you have today. Imagine that, right? Uh, from being number 669 on the list to today, not even knowing if you're still on that list when it comes to waiting for RTP housing. Let me go to Mike in Middleburg. Mike, good morning. Morning, Kate and the Deputy Minister. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, uh, Katie, I want to make a submission to the Deputy Minister that as they look at the professionalization of the whole system of local government, let them see if uh, we can have legislation that um, takes into cognizance a um, succession plan. <clears throat> You know, when I shared the, the good practice uh, when I was in the office way back then here in Steve Trade, we had a succession plan, and uh, I also made a submission when I was invited to address the Presidential Local Government Summit in 2014. And uh, it was working until the present uh, PUC, you know, of the ANC dismantled it when they came into office. And of course, the rest is history. As you know, that uh, we are having challenges now in this municipality. And thanks to the the dismantlement of the succession plan that we had. And as I speak now, KB, I've just got the information that uh, the main office of the municipality uh, cannot be accessed. The workers have just taken a decision to close all the entrances. But of course, you will follow matters up there uh, as, as journalists. So I want to make submission to the deputy minister uh, so that, you know, when we have institutions that are working, that are effective, they must not be tempered with. Instead, they must be used, you know, as um, as, as flagships so that uh, other, other institutions can come and copy good practices uh, from them. Thank you very much. So, 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 Mike, when you talk about submissions that you want to make, as in you want to make submissions to her offline? Well, the, the, the submission is that uh, let us have a legislation mm. that will um, take into cognizance you know, the development of a succession plan. Mm. As I'm saying that, uh, we had a succession plan here in Steve the local municipality. Uh, we created the deputy municipal manager's post so that uh, he could get capacity from the then municipal manager. And then in, in, in other departments as well, you'd have a succession plan so that the capacity that you build over a period of time, sure. you know, is, is sustained. All right, all right. That, I that, hear that the point clearly. I hear the point yeah. clearly, Mike. Thanks for that. Uh, let me quickly You're take welcome. Lungelo in Cape Town. Uh, we'll then go to a quick break. I'll give uh, the minister an opportunity to respond and take more calls. Lungelo, good morning. Good morning, Sis Casey. And how are you this morning? Lungelo, you've got literally under two minutes before I take a break. I'm well over <laughs> it. Okay. <laughs> I'll just short and quick. Um, to you, uh, Deputy Minister, what I just wanted to ask you, what do you do in a case whereby you find that your expenses in terms of the municipality are more than 
the, uh, their revenue in terms of collection. Let me make an example, if I'm not mistaken, is it the Matole district whereby you find that, I mean, they're just working in red. How do you turn around such a, 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 a municipality? That's, that's the question I would like to pose on you. All right. Okay, Lungelo, thanks for that question. So let me take this break and then we'll continue with the responses from the Minister. Uh, Z, John, I see you. I'll also take your calls after this. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. We continue the conversation on the talking point. We're looking at our municipal watch feature. So uh, Minister, the Deputy Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, Tembisa Melani Nkadimeng, with us also still taking your calls for her. Uh, Ms. Nkadimeng, let me perhaps give you a chance to respond to uh, the issues raised by our callers so far. I've got two others that are still on the line. We're not even going to have a chance to get to the WhatsApp messages, um, wow. unfortunately. But I'm going to mm-hmm. ask you, just to try and, and, and keep the responses as short as possible for me. Let me try and do that, Kathy. Kwena from Sishiko, I don't think the system has changed. We may have to investigate what happened. I, and Kwena is correct. I was the mayor there for seven years, Kathy. We, cha- we didn't change the, the list, but we, we modernized in, in terms of moving it from being a manual to a computerized system. We issued stickers and numbers of references, which means when you say it was number 669, in the order of when the application was received. And we have built over 700 to 1,000 houses. Um, he may not know exactly when was it 669, but the answer to me is not acceptable that they don't know where he is on the list. We have built quite a number of houses in the Sishiko district there, which were handed over. We may have to check, and we will get to assist him exactly. Uh, Mike, if you can check, uh, and he's, he's correct, Katie. We're busy now with the municipal system amendment bill. It deals with the professionalization. And I think we need to share this, but on our website, it is also available. We'll be going to the NCOP as well uh, for public comments and all that. But we're looking in terms of success in planning, competency, uh, outcomes for all kinds. For example, if you say you are a CFO in a municipality, what competencies should you have? What are the criteria of you to be appointed? And how must you be measured? Performance management system, etc., linked to the delivery of. So it, 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 it will soon be tabulated out for inputs as well. To, we were built to go to our portfolio committee, I think, last week or so. But there was a postponement due to parliament processes, but that it's 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 in the pipeline. The expenses of the municipalities Lungelo, which are more than the revenue. We have got what we call a municipal system improvement plan, uh, Katie. If you are generating ten rent in your household and bread has gone up, petrol has gone up, you also want to include entertainment, for example. The first thing you need to do if you don't have co- got additional income is to cut out going out for the movies. So if you were having a stress plan that is going to sit in a hotel, cut the hotel, sit in a bathroom. Don't buy food. Don't do that. To try and fit into this. But we assess municipalities on a case by case. In most instances, ad- additional fund is given to treasure, by treasury 
to municipalities. We sit in that committee. But what we also see is that municipalities still want to continue living under as if everything is normal. Katie, they will do, they will still purchase water uh, for, for, for their meetings. Instead of getting water from the tap where you are drinking, they will still buy additional ball pens which are filled in stores instead of buying and minimizing and cutting more of the excesses to fit into the budget. But yes, there are municipalities which can't collect revenue because people are unemployed. We subsidize that, indigents and all that. But as government general, we have got to learn as employees and uh, public office bearers, we've got to utilize less of what does not go to the public for service. All right. Let me go to John in Bloom. John, good morning. Good morning, sister. How are you? I'm well, thanks, John. Go for it. Good morning, sister. I'm deputy. Sister, if you look on your tweet right now, I tweeted you the road which has been dilapidated, the lack of a better word, since 2015, I think. That road is still like that. And that is just one of the roads within the area. So I want to understand, when are we going to continue having this dialogue and actually get people to start with mm, 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 mm. Because people's cars, I think I've, I've had to change cars, I don't know how many times, because of this coach. There is people have time like this. This by this and that uh, month, it will be Because that one, I'm telling you, it's been since 20 Way back, I think way back more than that. Can people account? Mm. That's all. That's what we're asking for. We work hard. We do what we give government what is due. Can the government give us the service? All right. All right, John. Uh, I see the picture. The, the the road is in an appalling state, and and I think the call, the call that you're making for ongoing conversation, so that we can see the accountability as well, is is a fair one. Z in East London. Good morning. Good morning, Kathy. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Z. You've been holding for forever. Sorry about that. Uh, no, it's okay. My question is for the no like a recommendation for the minister. Um, you know, with, I, I work in a space where I deal with your with local government, and I've actually wondered how the the the, the councillors are selected into those positions because you find that people do not have the interests of the people. People are voted into the positions because they they have the loudest mouth and they could get and lobby and mobilize a lot of people to vote. However, they do not have passion for community development. They don't have passion for development of people. They don't have passion for the people that they actually that they that voted them into power. So the thing is, I I, I welcome what the minister is saying, but I also would like, even if the political party can actually look at the candidates that they actually put forward as as councillors for us, because the people they really do not have the interest of the people. Just to make an example for you, Cathy. I was I needed um what is this thing where you it's just confirmation of where you stay. So I needed to get a letter from the from the councillor. Proof of residence. Yeah, proof of residence, thank you. And I called the councillor because it is on the website, the PCM website. I called the councillor and I requested the document. And she's like, No, I live at number fifty something in a in an estate in um what is this townhouses. But I know those townhouses don't go to that number. 
the person doesn't even live there. So they're not in touch with what is going on in the community. They don't know how many potholes we have. And I've never even seen, in my area, I've never even seen a councillor actually say that they want to know how many people are unemployed in the area. Mm-hmm. No one does any profiling of the people that are there. And maybe the, the thing is we live in the birds. Because we live in the birds, no one actually attends to people. Mm-hmm. We have to be the ones that actually go and call. We have potholes on this road. Fix them. The councillor is nowhere. They pay. They get paid for nothing. And it's people that don't have passion for community development. And I work in the community development space. I've been in meetings with councillors. And then I really ask myself, how do they put these people into power? Sure. Because they absolutely no care, no regard. In my work, in my line of work. All right, Z, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, that line to you is not great, but also uh, we are out of time for our conversation. Uh, Minister, I think, of course, it's become clear that we'll need to have some form of follow-up conversation uh, to this. I think we'll have to arrange when else we can have you back onto the show to give us feedback also on some of the issues that you have committed to look into today. Thank you very much, Katie. I'm aware the time is up, but um, uh, I commit uh, our, myself, the minister, was also willing to be part of the program herself today. But I'm here. We will make sure next time around you avail us. You, we avail ourselves when you are available as well. When are Thank you, you ending the national state of disaster? Well, uh, the minister did indicate very clearly that we are awaiting protocols and processes from the Department of Health. We are the custodian, but it, it, the Department of Health is the lead in terms of guidance with regard to processes and procedures of what needs to be to, to happen. So we don't just wake up and say we don't love them. We're going to extend. We're waiting for the protocols, Kathy, and we are hopeful that at the time that the minister ex- ex- extended it to, that will be the end. All right. Let's leave it there for this morning. Tembi Simelanengadimeng, Deputy Minister of COCTA. That's where we leave it on the show for today. It's up over to the update at noon.